Welcome to Tipsy Theology. I'm your host today, Paul. <laughs> that's the best radio voice I have. Um, so that, that's what I'm working with. So hopefully you'll like that. Because <laughs> that's all you're getting. <laughs> Do you like that transition too? I'm starting to have some fun with these these media boards on here. And, you know, I would like to get more custom because I know we can upload our own stuff here as well. And so if you guys have any suggestions for different, like, little audio clips or anything like that, that would be awesome. Send them to me because I'm going to look for some myself. I feel like one of them would be great is the uh, um, Jordan Peterson. It's complicated. <laughs> I think that's fun because I feel like we say that all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, here I am today. I'm I'm by myself. I'm doing things a little bit different, and you know it's it's kind of it's kind of strange for me because um, I just I just listened to part of I need to finish it. Um, Trey's recent one with his friend Joseph, and which I, I I don't know if that's out by the time this is out. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. And either way, it's coming. <laughs> and uh, it was it was interesting to, to hear that because I'm over here like, oh, man, I want to respond. I want to say some things here, <laughs> but I'm not able to. Um, and that's good. I think that was a I think that was a good thing exercise for me. And it was great for for Trey and Joseph to be able to, to talk a little bit more freely, I think, um, because I'm probably the dissenting opinion <laughs> over some of that conversation um so it was great to hear them speak more openly about that i would love to do an episode where i can talk to them um and you know i i've got this thing i've been calling myself recently i call myself like a, a punk rock christian and <laughs> mostly it's just because i feel like i'll make everybody mad <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble putting myself into like a specific area because it's like there's a group of people that are probably upset with what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it was I, I would love to to be able to um, speak directly to them in in that case. But it was it was funny because I'm I'm used to it's I'm <laughs> I'm used to being the one with the guest, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just different. And so I think that I think it was good. It was a good exercise for me, and I kind of felt like Trey a little bit in that sense where it's typically been me with the guest, and he's been the one unable to join the recording. And so, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's similar feelings in that back and forth. But anyway, you're tired of hearing me ramble about this. Uh, love you, Trey. Um, <laughs> and. Today, I'm feeling a little bit old-fashioned. I feel like, let's go back. And so we have... I have. Not, there's not more than one of me here. <laughs> um, an old-fashioned. Uh, I did a Woodford Reserve base for my for my whiskey. Is it a bourbon? I feel like it's a bourbon. I'm pretty sure. I'm 99% sure it's a bourbon. And uh, I'll probably be wrong on that. But here I am. And so, yeah, I, I poured that. I've got a... Uh, I've got an orange garnish in there, and so I also smoked it. So I just, I got this smoker for my cousin, which is a game changer. It's awesome. It's super nice, and it adds just this great level of complexity that I really enjoy. The one I want to try next when um, 
if I can ever find the bourbon, bourbon, yeah, <laughs> that I want, which is Blanton's, which is so good, but it's very expensive when you actually find it. So I want to find like one that's not like a hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> but I had I had the smoked Manhattan at this restaurant back in Ohio that I enjoy, and it was phenomenal. It was fantastic, and so I'd love to try to recreate that, but. I've got a smoked Woodford Old Fashioned here with a big old ice rock in there, which brings me so much joy. <laughs> and let's try it. I think I crushed it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, so I, it's Woodford has a bit more of like an oakier flavor, I think. Um, it's a, um, so the smoke on top of that kind of adds more complexity to the, 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 the flavor profile of it, but I also added a few drops of orange bitters, which kind of adds the sweetness on top of the orange um, peel that kind of cuts through that as well, but it doesn't, they kind of play well together. So you get this really nice, like full bodied, um, full range, I guess, flavor, which I'm an appreciator of. I'm appreciating it right now. So Anyway, let's let's hop in. Let's just get right into it. <laughs> um, so today I want to go back to more of the basics, which, <laughs> in a sense, I also want to give a call to push forward as well. Um, and so a lot of this, a lot of this came from just me right now is doing a lot of thinking and soul searching, doing a lot of soul searching. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, felt very artist, very artist. Why am I talking this way? <laughs> very artistic of me to be, you know, uh, <laughs> reflecting inwardly. Uh, I think part of that, because I'm a, I'm a pretty uh, outgoing, extroverted personality. And... Um, I <laughs> have been alone in this house lately and it's maddening. It's maddening to me. <laughs> so I've got a lot of time to spend with myself. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's been, it's been interesting, but it's been a, it's been a good journey, I think. And so that's been, it's, that's been kind of difficult. But the one thing I found is that <clears throat> what I, what I do to distract myself <laughs> from, from really focusing but what a lot of this the topic of today really came from was one thing in particular and it was this it was this thought of if nuance brings you away from something foundational then something's wrong with the nuance and you have to go you have to bring it back and so that's a very um true statement <laughs> You know, and I think that's what's important is that it's it's always good to go back to the basics, to the foundation. I I did um, I did martial arts for a long time, and uh, that was one of the things that I always found was that the further I went, the further I progressed, the more I learned, the more I had to practice and relearn the basics and the foundations of everything. <laughs> it's like once I thought like, oh yeah, cool, I'm done with the basics, now I can like do more it's like oh i've got to go back and make sure i really understand these and practice these in order to move forward 
And so that's that's what I see often is that we there's two sides of it. One that we we focus a lot on the basics, but it, it's such a simplified version of the basics. And then when we feel like we're ready to move forward, we realize that we really didn't understand the basics. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking in circles a little bit. But let, let, let's when we think about it. I, I've heard some comedians recently joke about this. I think there's I think their bits were old, but I just recently <laughs> found them. <laughs> and one of them was this idea, which is like the story of Noah's Ark, <laughs> where when we look at this, it's like it's such a basic Bible story that I think most people most people could probably recite to you. And we see, you know, all the murals and the images of these like happy animals, like on this like <laughs> U shaped ark. And there's like, oh, what's going on? It's raining out today, isn't it? Yes, sir, it is. There's a lot of water out here. <laughs> when really, when we look at the story in scripture, it's like a lot of people died. <laughs> it wasn't like a happy-go-lucky story. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm just crazy. No, I'll build an ark. All right, come on in, animals. Catch you guys in a couple weeks. <laughs> like, no, like this is brutal. This is a brutal story. And that's part of the foundation that's like reality sets in. And that's, I think that's also part of the nuance to moving forward. When we look back at the basics, we realize that, oh, there's more going on than we thought. And that's how I feel when I was um, in martial arts. I'm not even going to remember. <laughs> it's been a little while since I've done this form, but it, I don't remember. Oh, my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. I don't remember the, the name of it. But it's 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 a very simple form where it's just like, oh, you've got this inward, outward, downward strike and so sorry that was probably very violent for some of you pacifists sorry trey <laughs> teaching a very basic martial arts move but it, when, when i first learned that i was like all right cool this is pretty dumb um when can i learn cool stuff <laughs> like you know awesome takedowns and stuff and that's how i felt at the beginning and i learned and i was like okay cool i get it let's move on and then when, the more I moved on, I looked back at the basics because I'd have to go back and practice them because I realized, oh, I was really bad at it. <laughs> and I'd learned, it's like, oh, this is actually really complex. It seems so simple, but it's really complex. And that's part of why it's so foundational. And so, you know, I, I think a lot of this is ex exemplified in 1 Corinthians 2 where – we see Paul in the beginning of this, as he's speaking to the Corinthians, he says in verse 1, ESP, sorry, Trey, I'm going to say that a lot. <laughs> um, and when I, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Like, boom, as the kids are saying, period. <laughs> I feel so old now sometimes, when it, especially when it comes to like these new hip phrases. I'm like, why am I such an old person? <laughs> and I'm not that old. It's like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. But anyway, when we look at this, it's like we see Paul, who is this like not a stupid person. He's not an idiot. Like he knows his stuff. <laughs> this guy studied scripture for a long time. It's like he's – I'm sure he's a very intelligent, wise person, but he's hes going to these people. 
at the age of wisdom, you know, they have all these predominant, important thinkers that still in a lot of ways stand up today. And he's saying, I'm not, I'm not going to use those million dollar words that I learned. I'm not going to use those, um, these philosophies or these ways of thinking to help guide you to this answer. I'm not going to, you know, philosophize. (laughs) What I'm going to do is speak as plainly as I can and preach and proclaim Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I think that's, really powerful, especially coming for someone like that. I think there's, I hear a lot of times, um, Christians say, well, I'm going to take another sip because this is delicious. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Patting myself on the back over here. (laughs) You know what I want to do, um, is I'm going to up, I think I'm going to upload on our Patreon, uh, shameless plug the recipe for this, because this is really good. And I want everyone to enjoy this. Um, yeah, so check it out on Patreon. Uh, we also we do a lot of stuff on there. We're starting to post more. Um, is uh, we're doing like our devotionals. They were posting just like a little quick, um, quick read blog style devotional, um, talking about something that we learned or an idea we want to share. Um, so I hope that you guys go on there and check those out. You have to be a Patreon member to see them, though. <laughs> um, but I hope that you go on there and check those out and are blessed by those. Um, I know it's great to see, you know, what Trey has to post as well. I I, I see what I have to post because I'm the one writing it. <laughs> but I love I love seeing, yeah, just what each of us brings to the table, um, and how those correlate and contrast. I think that's part of the the complexity to everything here. If I had that sound bite, it'd be playing. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's just my motto. Apparently, recently. <laughs> Um, but anyway, going back to this, I see so many Christians all the time say like, well, I would love to speak on this, but ah, I just don't really feel like I know it that well. Or, um, you know, just I, there's times like, oh, I would evangelize, but I feel like uh, I would ruin it because I don't know the Bible as well as I feel like I should. Or I don't want to speak on this topic because I don't feel like I know it as well as I should. And y- there is merit to that. I think overall it's like, Sure, you may not you may not be able to rationalize or speak logically or reason through some very complex questions that some people have to ask. And that's fair. I, I think the people even asking the questions, like they everyone struggles with this. There's I know I know uh pastors that struggle with some of these very, very um you know, common questions that people ask. I think that's partly why they're so common. But the most important thing when it comes to all this is recognizing what Paul is saying here. Whether you can or you cannot speak on these things, the one thing you can speak on is Jesus Christ and him crucified. (laughs) And that's the message that supersedes understanding, that supersedes your ability to communicate these things, is who is Christ? What has he done for you? Who is he? Um, and the story of his crucifixion and resurrection, the story of the gospel, that's what, um, you are qualified to speak on (laughs) because you've experienced that you've gone through that. And so that's a little bit of a calling for those that are, that are in the faith that 
regardless of your your um theological background, your understanding that you know Christ. You know you knew what Christ did for you. And you can proclaim that, and you should proclaim that. You don't need, like Paul's saying, the guy who has these words, he's like, you don't need them to be able to proclaim to these people. I think there's also another purpose to why he's doing this, is that of who he's speaking to, he's superseding their ability to, you know, counter that, which sounds a little bit shady the way I I wrote, I said that. He's saying like, hey, here are these people that, uh, pride themselves in their ability to reason. And I'm going to say, um, I- I'm going to go beyond that and say, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt to, um, come against you in your, in your ability to do that. But I'm going to say this, I'm going to proclaim who Christ is, who Christ is, not is. To- <laughs> Sometimes I just can't read or talk. <laughs> it's like, how do I, how, <laughs> how do I go through one day <laughs> sometimes? <laughs> but it's like, I know who Christ is and I know what he did. I know what he accomplished. And I'm going to tell you that. But then, and this is important. He goes on. Cause this is, I feel like that's where a lot of people stop. They stop right there and say, well, I'm not qualified. So, mm. or they say, you know, the other stuff's not important. Uh, it's not important that I'm able to even rationalize or gain in my understanding of wisdom. He's saying, uh, nope, stop the brakes. I think, I don't remember what part in scripture it is, but when it talks about the milk, uh, being fed milk versus meat, it's like, all right, wean yourself off of that. Get to some of the, the bigger stuff. Uh, I'm going to turn this down. I see it peaking a little bit. I'm just going to slightly turn it down. Because I'm speaking louder, I think, than my test. Um, but yeah, we see him saying like, uh, here in verse 6, uh, this is First Corinthians 2 again. Um, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. If they had, they would have crucified. They would not have crucified the Lord of Glory. And so he um, goes here. It's like, he's saying like, no. For those that are mature, those that are have a, have an understanding of who Christ is and what He did, you need to you need to learn. You need to gain in your understanding and knowledge. You know, you need to move past that that foundational point, but never ignore or never never not go back to that basic point <laughs> because in that we learn the more of the gravity of that you know my understanding of the gospel has changed from when i first understood it you know i remember i remember myself when i realized my position in front of a good god and i i i felt the depravity of myself and how I, I didn't measure up to who God was and what he expected of me. Um, you know, so I'm going to get a little personal here because I feel like I, I, feel, I feel more open to here now that we've done this for a while. And I guess I haven't shared a lot. I, I do want to spend a time where I, I, I can share more of my, my testimony here. And I'd love for Trey to do that as well. I think that would be a great thing to share. Um, it'd be cool because, you know, it's ongoing, I think, as well. But for me, I know I've said this in the past. I struggled with depression for a long time. And to the point of, you know, suicidal thinking and just absolute 
hatred of who I who I was at the core. <laughs> and it's not a good place to be. But I, when I recognized that there was a God that loved me, it was very confusing because I was like, uh, why? Because I don't even love me. <laughs> and so it, it, it was it was really big to understand that the the um I'll say the guilt and shame that I felt for who I was and who I was becoming, I realized that I through God could overcome those things and that I could be forgiven of those things and become a, a better person, you know, become a person that cares for myself and that loves myself. Um, that was huge. And I was, yeah, when I felt that I, it was very, it was very emotional. <laughs> There was a lot of weeping involved, um, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm a man. I don't cry ever. I don't feel anything. <laughs> no, I felt a lot of emotions. Um, and when I recognized, when I recognized that I, it, you know, it, it changed, it changed something inside my brain and that led me to then, you know, just really wanting to strive to understand who God was and, you know, why he did this thing. <laughs> I think that was still to this day, that's one of the like really big driving forces of like, okay, I understand, I have a better understanding. I don't understand who God is fully, but I want to continue my understanding, which is going to be a, a long lifelong journey, which is why we're here. Um, but also to recognize why. Like, you know, that's that's a question that I guess I understand, but I don't understand is, you know, why does God do what he does? <laughs> why does, you know, why, why are things the way they are? And that's, I think that's at the core of a lot of theology is understanding who God is and why he does what he does, because it doesn't make sense on a human understanding. And that's what Paul's talking about. From the foundation of it, he's saying, I'm going to proclaim Christ, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's going to hit people in a way that, you know, only God knows how. <laughs> um, and so we move through that. Today, when I recognize, when I look at who God is and just how powerful that message is. It hits me in a way that it didn't before because now I, I know more about God. Now I understand more about God. He's the spirit has taught me wisdom that I didn't have before and couldn't have before. And so now <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's funny because the weight of my, the weight of the disparity between me and God is so much greater now that I understand more of who he is. <laughs> but I couldn't have that before. And I think that's, um, that's it's a weird, it's a weird cell that I'm giving you right now. <laughs> that I'm saying. You need to, you need to study scripture and pray and grow in wisdom and understanding because then you'll understand how bad you really are. <laughs> it's a bad cell. It's a bad cell. <laughs> but, what it really does is not and this is this is part of that problem that i see is is a lot of people uh, i think a lot of 
you know, yeah, people. I'm gonna. I was gonna blame church, but it's not just church. It's just people. <laughs> We're very us focused. We're very focused on ourselves in that. Um, I see that a lot. This is a tangent. I see it a lot in in worship where. We're so quick and more willing to sing and to sing about um, us (laughs) masquerading as praising God. And I think there's a place for that. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with recognizing what God has done for us. But when you use – when you focus on the us part too much, that's when there's an issue. And, man, and I lost my train of thought. Isn't that great? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but in that, it, it's understanding – I didn't actually. Never mind. I gained it back. I gained it back. <laughs> I lost it. Then I got it back. <laughs> but oh, maybe I did lose it. <laughs> Sorry. This is rough. Um, yeah. When we focus too much on ourselves, we we can often distract ourselves from how great God is because we focus on how bad we are. Or how much better we are, or how much God has forgiven us, how much he's done for us. It's like, whoa, 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 look at how much he's done. <laughs> look at how great he is. Look at how powerful he is. Let I, I it's like let's I wanna change that mentality in myself first, but also for others to recognize we focus too much on ourselves. Um and I, I and that's part of that man rationalization i think um is that the reasoning that this happens that paul's speaking about the reason that was happening at that time is trying to recognize our place you know who we are what we can do and those are good questions to ask i think there's a huge place for those but the biggest the biggest thing is for Christians and the wisdom that we gain through the spirit in that is understanding who God is, how, how holy God is, how magnificent he is, not how, how much. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to end it on that. (laughs) And that, and that train of thought on that. Cause I think that's, that's huge. And so when it comes to that idea of that wisdom that we learn, we learn not to rely on ourselves <laughs> and that's huge yeah that's big and that's where that's where i i know myself i struggle a lot with is cuz i do in some ways pride myself in how well i can think about something <laughs> you know even even when i'm speaking about how much we need to focus on God and not ourselves. <laughs> There's a part of me that's patting myself on the back saying like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> good job, Paul, for thinking through that. And that's just a, a wrong motive. And I want to get that out there because I think there's so many times where we can distract ourselves from what we're actually doing. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> and that's where we need to go back. We need to go back to the foundation, to the basics of who is Jesus Christ and what does it mean that he was crucified? (laughs) Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. Those are the two foundational importances of Scripture, of Christianity, of the pursuit of God, of theology, of a lot of things, (laughs) the pursuit of truth uh, and wisdom. And so (sighs) 
I guess that's that's where I'm at with a lot of this, and part of why I wanted I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, yeah, there's there's so much there's so much inside of there because it gets so complicated. <laughs> it gets it gets very complicated in and how nuanced we can become when we think so for myself i i jump on a lot of tangents and dive head first into a lot of ideas um and those are good things but when they're not grounded when they when they're not bounced off of the idea of who is christ and <laughs> the story of the gospel Jesus Christ and Christ crucified, that's when we can find ourselves running into issues um, because our nuance can take us in a lot of areas, a lot of different directions. So we always need to continue to bring it back, you know, to, to rephrase, not to rephrase it, but to restate it. <laughs> um, if nuance brings you away from something foundational, <clears throat> I'll, I'll say it a different way. If complexity brings you away from something foundational, then something's wrong with the complexity. Something's wrong with the nuance, and you have to bring it back. There's been a lot of times for myself that I look at a complex issue. Um, you know, let's even let's even look at the story of the f- of the flood. Um, whether you believe it happened or not, <laughs> Trey. Sorry, Trey. <laughs> Regardless of your ideas about the historicity of it, let's look at the story. You know, of uh, we see this guy building this big ark, <laughs> and for a long time, like it wasn't a week and a half, like it's a couple of years. I think it was like was it a hundred years he built? I don't know. It might not be that long. I don't know this well enough to say. I know it was more than like two days though. It was a big ark, <laughs> a big boat. And then there's a bunch of animals that just kind of hop on board and they're like, cool, catch the ground in about a month. <laughs> see you when I see ya. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy for us to jump to. So this is what I'll, I'll say even for myself. I reference, I'll reference myself back when I first became a Christian. It was that, it was that understanding of the Sunday school story of the flood where we see this beautiful mural of these sometimes, sometimes they're pretty ugly. <laughs> Sorry. Some churches just don't paint it that well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I just had to do it. <laughs> but yeah, we you know we see this, this, this so such a lovely tale of this guy on this boat with a bunch of smiling animals. Um, and there's a nice rainbow over top and they're like, wow, what a nice rain. <laughs> when in reality, it was brutal. <laughs> we look at the story and it's like, people died. <laughs> like, the earth was destroyed. And that's not just something to smile and be like, yeah, nice little rainbow. <laughs> Let's just paint this lovely little rainbow over here in the corner. <laughs> it's like, no, this is, this is a, a brutal, awful story that we're just teaching our kids to be like, yeah, so God uh, destroyed the earth and saved two of each kind of animal and uh, Noah and his family. So there you go. <laughs> and this is where it's like this is the more mature Christian then looks back on it and says, no, that's a crazy story. <laughs> like there was a lot of death and brutality involved with that story. <laughs> and it's not 
just the simple, you know, simple happy-go-lucky family on a boat with some animals. <laughs> and that's where it's like, so when we look at that, we look at if we I think if we're too quick to jump to the complexity of it or we jump or we look at the complexity of it and we don't foundationalize it. Is that a word? Is that a verb? <laughs> Got to foundationalize things. <laughs> I'm going to make it a word. I should write my own dictionary, of just words I've made up because <laughs> that one's made the books probably. But we need to bring it back to the basics of this. And when we don't do that, we can often look at. Wow, God's horrible to commit such, you know, brutality on people. And except for like this, you know, few individuals and these couple animals that he seemed to like for some reason. Um, it can carry us on this tangent away from Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. And that's where we need to bring it back to those foundations and say, well, what was really going on here? What was really happening and that's where, um, if I can just touch briefly, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that in this because there's just not time for it. But to bring it back as well to um, this idea of um, deconstruction deconstructionism, and I'll I don't remember Trey's episode well enough to to say one way or the other, but I'll just state me and myself looking at the movement as a whole, painting a very broad brush stroke as i often like to do <laughs> um i think one of the things that you need to be cautious of is because I, I think it's good i think it, i think there's a lot of benefit to deconstructing a story because there's there's complexity to that it, it's I'll, I'll say it this way instead i'm not going to use i'm not going to use the word deconstructionism i'm gonna i'm gonna use this word instead is it's good or phrase, I guess, not word. It's more than one word. Um, it's good to question the norm. You know, that's that's for me. Is I like to I like to live more. Uh, I like to pursue minimalism. That's the thing that I'm not crazy. Like I own one dish. But, <laughs> you know, it's this idea of questioning. Like, do I need this in my life? Does this thing add value? And I think that's an important thing to questioning the norm which i think can be you know somewhat related to deconstructionism is questioning those things let's let's break it down it's like you know what are the benefits to this thing do we see you know that it brings um but i think a danger to that is not building it back up you know i i know for myself it's like there's things that yeah. <laughs> here's here's a dangerous tale um there is a while for myself where it's like um, this is a big thing, but it's like, okay, like, you know, when it comes to like cleansing myself, it's like face products, like, do I need moisturizer? Like, do I need these things? I could use rubbing alcohol, which clears my skin. And I'll be honest for a while it did. Uh, it actually made my skin look very nice. <laughs> but here's the downside is that long term, it dried my skin out. <laughs> and I was just this crusty, dry face. <laughs> and so I needed to use moisturizer <laughs> and make sure that I was hydrated properly. Um, but I think that's where it's, it's the idea of like building it up. So it's like we broke it down and realized like, oh, maybe some of these things we don't actually need. Uh, maybe they're not actually good for us. And so 
oh here's a here's a okay i'll i'll admit it i i've been kind of dancing around it here in that story but a lot of people know not everyone knows so one of the things i stopped using <laughs> you're all gonna cringe when you hear this and be like oh paul's stinky and dirty but i'll spare i'll i'll start i'm holding a pen i'll start it with this when I ask people, I ask people for a long time because I ran – this was an experiment that I ran first. I asked people, do I smell? And they said, no, you do not smell. You don't smell like anything. You smell fine. I took that as a good thing. <laughs> I stopped using soap <laughs> when, when I took showers. <laughs> I, I use it when I wash my hands. So, you know, don't think I'm too crazy. But that was part of part of this journey that I took in 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 understanding like what do I actually need for my health and understand and like to have you know to look good and not stink and smell like a sewer and that was one of the things that from my research if you guys want to hear more about it I'll tell you more about it <laughs> it's a huge long thing but I that was one of the things that I realized like okay this I don't need this thing and in long term it proved to be beneficial for me. Um, when I realized like, oh, I don't smell, I actually smell better, especially like working out and stuff. Like I don't stink <laughs> like I did before. So I was like, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. This rubbing alcohol thing wasn't a good thing. <laughs> and it, it, what seemed good at first turned to be a danger later. And I realized like, oh, this is very dangerous and harmful to my skin and my health. And that's where I see it's like building that understanding back up. We, I broke it down. I questioned the norm of, do I need soap? <laughs> and I broke it down. I did a ton of research and realized like, oh, I guess not. <clears throat> I love how I used that example when I could have used like a ton of other things. <laughs> Just throughout how I live like a hobo sometimes. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Here, I realize that's probably like an offensive term, so I apologize for that. You know, there's... Things I'm still I'm still learning and working on, you know. Old habits die hard sometimes, so take that take that for what that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like I don't want to I don't want to stink like I like I live in a sewer, you know, like a teenage mutant teenage mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> they probably smell terrible too, by the way. Um, and they just ate pizza is their diet like. That's, they can't smell good. But, <laughs> anyway, they're turtles and made up. Um, they also know, uh, I don't know, they're cool. Whatever, they're ninjas and they're turtles. But, yeah, um, so I guess that would be my warning of when it comes to deconstructing or as I would prefer to say it myself when I speak to myself is questioning the norm is make sure you build it back up. Don't leave yourself with this shambles of a question, you know, because there's a lot of conflicting answers, especially in the age we are where everyone has an opinion and they're all contradictory and based in absolutely nothing. Um, it's very easy for us to just stick in the middle and not do anything where what we need to do <clears throat> is stick, hold, stay fast, hold fast to the to morality and the idea that. Christ, Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. I'm always going to bring it back to that because <laughs> those are important. <laughs> um, yeah, so when, when, it, when it does come to that, because there are things that are quote unquote normal 
um, as far as in Christianity that, you know, I heard a little bit on the last episode, which I, I need to finish of Trey and Joseph talking. And I'd, I'd love to be able to, you know, I, I, I really want to be part of a conversation with both of them as well. Um, cause I think it'd be edifying for, for all of us. Or at least I, I hope it would be, um, but so the thing when it comes to that is that there are things that are normal in the whole of Christianity that are harmful. And when I say that, I'm not saying that there are things that Scripture teaches that are harmful, but I'm saying there are things that people have interpreted Scripture saying that are harmful. <laughs> and if that's very confusing... Uh, it is very confusing. <laughs> and that's an example of us leaning on our own understanding. You know, a simple a simple one is the idea of like, of drinking. <laughs> which for those listening, I just took a sip, which I'm sure you heard me go. <laughs> that's how I drink sometimes. <laughs> I just inhale it. <laughs> but when it comes to that, there it's it's a diff it's a it's a it's a full conversation but there are people that view anyone drinking as what i mean by that is it's funny because when when i say that it's a very like open-ended statement and it means different things to different people um so i'm going to define my term here when i say drinking i mean having a drink <laughs> when i enjoy a glass of an alcoholic beverage on occasion in moderation. Some people view that just that concept alone as, Oh, you're living in sin, which is like, sure. You're okay to believe that. <laughs> That's fine. You know, you can refrain from it. You don't have to do it. But when you, when you, I, I'm going to go back on my statement there. Um, I don't think it's okay to believe that about like, Oh, you're living in sin because of that. Um, I think there are, you know, if someone overindulges in it, yes, then there's a case to be made for you're living in sin <laughs> when we look through scripture. But if if you view someone as enjoying alcohol as a case for they are a sinful being and we need to cut them out because they are, you know, a disgrace to everything, it's like, well, okay, I'm speaking harshly here because um, I'm, I'm avoiding another topic <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's danger in that because it's like you're cutting relationship with people because of, you know, this trivial thing, I'll say, which somewhat trivial, it can be trivial. Um, you know, I'll just go, I'll just go forward and, and, uh, I'll go forward with this one. You know, there's, there's a big thing. I oh, mean, this is such a big topic to bring up in the last like ten minutes of this this whole episode. Um, but it's something that Trey and I have talked about, I and mean, we do we we want to find someone to we want to find a woman in particular to bring on to to speak about this. Um, but it's a big topic, and there's there's plenty of them that I could bring up, and we could communicate in different ways about because there's different ways to approach these things. But when it comes to like women in ministry, for example. There's I, I myself was of this mind that 
oh, if there was a church that had a female pastor, I was like, oh my gosh, they are a bad church. <laughs> and they might have been a bad church, you know. <laughs> I don't know, because I never went. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I have been learning, and there's still a lot to learn, is that there are people that view, you know, like female pastors, for example, as, you know, just uh, completely against scripture. And I myself, from what I currently, where I'm sitting, where I'm standing, and, and recognize this too, I'll, I'll say, I say this a lot, I'm surprised I haven't said it sooner, but, you know, truth is truth is truth, and I'm a truth seeker, I am, I consider myself open-minded, so I'm learning um, and I want to continue to learn. If someone, if you have arguments for this one way or the other, I'd love to hear them because I'm always open to those things. Um, and I will do my best to, you know, to to th- listen to them and hear them out um, in the most, uh, I guess, undefensive way I can. <laughs> I, w- I won't try to be too defensive when I listen to them. Um because I want to, I want to seek truth above everything else, and seeking truth is seeking Christ and Christ crucified. <laughs> so when it comes to that, it's like for me, I've, I've, I'm currently of the mind that um, it's okay to have a female pastor. I think scripture, I don't think scripture condemns that ideology, which I realize is. Um, a very controversial thing to say. <laughs> um, but here's what what I'll say is like, whether you agree with that or not, whether that's truth or not, there's a lot of harm that's come from that in the idea that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's affected women in a way that it's sometimes it's, it's like it's caused, it's caused a lot of hurt for people, and that's where I think, regardless of the of your belief and regardless of the truth, one way or the other, we need to recognize how do we, um, how do we speak truth and love? How do we how do we speak well to people? You know, because there there are times where truth is hurtful, and because it goes against Sometimes it goes against what we're, how we're living, how we think, what we believe about something. And it's going to hurt us because there's things that we attach ourselves to um, fundamentally. And we need to learn how can we speak truth and love to these people, understanding that it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt people. And we need to approach this in a kind way and i'm saying this on both sides of the aisle you know if you believe that uh of a, a women in in um i'm saying pastor in particular it's the the whole overarching thing is women in ministry but i'm gonna make it very specialized because i think that's a very open-ended thing that can cause confusion so i'm saying female pastors um for me um you know as someone who currently doesn't think that Scripture condemns that as someone who thinks that um, there's a lot of arguments to be made that, you know, there's a lot of female pastors that we see in the New Testament (laughs) that are referred to um, contextually and also, um, yeah, just inside. There's there's a lot there's a lot to be there's a case to be made there. 
And so when I'm speaking to someone who doesn't believe that, I need to think, okay, how can I, how can I teach truth and love? How can I, how can we go through scripture in a loving way that doesn't cause that minimize? I'm speaking like a pacifist. I sound like right now. Again, I consider myself a peacemaker, (laughs) Um, but it's the idea of, okay, how do we, how do we communicate this to a person that doesn't just like shut them down? Cause it'd be so easy to just run in there and be like, pop, 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 pop. Here's the verses. You're uh, you're stupid. (laughs) And I think a lot of people want to do that. It's, and that's where it comes to the idea that, you know, revenge is for the Lord. (laughs) It's not an eye for an eye. Even though I was actually thinking about that today a little bit, um, to be real open, <laughs> there was a part of me when I was I was thinking about this is terrible. It was part of a podcast I was listening to. They were talking about just like, um, uh, uh, we'll say we'll say pedophiles. That's what they were talking about, and talking you know about some of these people. I'm like, these are horrible human beings, and it's like if I had. You know, chance. I'm being very, very open and honest right now of what my thought process was. So I'm being understanding, being very vulnerable with you right now. Vulnerable. Um, there was a part of me that said, "Man, if I had my way, I would. You know, killing them is too easy. I would. You know, put them down and I would cut off their limbs and I would blah 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 blah. And it's just gross and grotesque thoughts." And then I had to stop and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> and uh, that's not a good thought process. It's not a, that's not a right way to approach this. Even, you know, a vile person like that. And it's understanding that that's not for, that's not for me to do to this human. It's not for me to cause this kind of atrocity on another. Even... Even someone who's guilty of those things, that that judgment is for for God. It's for the Lord. It's not for me. Um, that's what I was convicted of this, you know, this afternoon, driving in my car, <laughs> just fuming <laughs> about this idea. Um, which is kind of a weird way to take this <laughs> in the last few minutes. <laughs> but when I think about that as it relates to this. is we can use these million dollar words we can use you know ten dollar words whatever they are however much the monetary value of these words are <laughs> we can we can you know some of us can speak that way some of us can't um but above all it's important for mature believers to seek after understanding and wisdom and truth and it's also important to go back to the basic <laughs> and it's it's good to rest in that basic of Jesus Christ and Christ crucified but don't let that hold you back from moving forward but also when we speak to people that differ in their opinion it's important for us uh, you know going back to the idea the women idea it's important for us to important for me to communicate that to someone in a way that loves them in their current understanding and as some as someone else who may not agree with me i think it's important for you to communicate to me in a way that loves me well 
Um, Because I'm very fragile. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess that's that's where I came out of (laughs) 1 Corinthians (laughs) 2, right there. Um, You know, as far as the simplicity and the complexity, the complexity and the simplicity... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of that it, it's not leaning on our own understanding if i had like i said earlier this afternoon my thought if i had if i had my way it would look a whole lot different than leaning on god and who he is and what he has promised and i think this afternoon when i was very open with you about my thoughts and my process i think that's an example of <laughs> very strong example. I didn't think about that until just this minute. Um, the contrast between human reason and godly wisdom. And that's where those two things contrast with each other. <laughs> like I said, my, my, my brain and my idea of, of, I guess justice of revenge looked a whole lot different than what I feel like God convicted me of. And whether it's something as, as with so much gravity as, um, you know, what I was thinking about, or it's something as seemingly trivial for others, but it causes harm to others, which is, you know, women pastors, female pastors, or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, I think it's important for us to recognize the foundation. Always go back. (laughs) I'm a broken record on this for a reason. Who is Jesus Christ? And recognizing the gospel of Christ. That's, that is the most important for a reason. And we always need to come back to that be open to the wisdom of the spirit um, of what, what godly wisdom is. Pray for that. Ask for that. Seek truth, seek Christ. Um, and you're going to, you're going to find things that you didn't find before. You're going to think about things differently than you didn't think about them before, which is why I think that, you know, for some of these topics, my, my mind changes a lot. Um, <clears throat> I don't view them as foundational, but I, I view them as important. Um, and when it comes to things like that, uh, we really need to, I think it's important to question the norm, you know, especially when we see, when we hear the voice of others, you know, calling out an agony sometimes, or they're speaking to the harm that it's causing. We need to go back and look and say, okay, Let's look at this as as a whole first. Is this truth? Is this not truth? Is this man's understanding? Is this God's understanding? And then from there, we can see how are we approaching this now? You know, maybe maybe we can look and say, okay, this was man's understanding. This is not what Scripture is teaching. This is not who God is. And we can say, okay, we were wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to do better now. We're going to move on from it. Do better. We're going to, we can, we can look and say, you know, I, 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 I said this to my sister, even honestly, about some of these things. I realized like, oh, I, my, the way I think about these things now, I was wrong before. And I realized that, and I'm going to, I'm going to think and act differently on those now. But 
if I was right, <laughs> if <laughs> that still doesn't make up for how I communicated to her about that, you know, regardless of the truth of it, are you communicating in a way that loves the other person well? Um, and that doesn't mean avoiding it. That doesn't mean like, oh, it's just not, you know, not talk about it or I'll beat around the bush until they leave. <laughs> it's like speak truth. You know, I, that, that's the important thing. Speak truth. Teach truth. Proclaim truth. Proclaim Christ. But do it in a way that doesn't beat down the other person, but that loves them well and meets them where they're at. So, yeah, that's where I guess I'll end with – I'm, I'm going to end with that is do not lean on your own understanding. Because as, I, as I've said a lot lately is we need to learn – I need to learn how to love God and love God most. And if I'm not loving others well, I'm not loving God most. And so the, the way for us, I believe, to speak truth in love to others is to love God most and to seek after who he is. You know, ask the Spirit, ask God <laughs> to give you wisdom, to speak to you, and to supersede your reason, your wisdom, Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stop it there. Thank you so much to Maximize Digital Media and Annie Yuli for producing this episode. And check us out on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash tipsytheology. We've got some extra content we're releasing there. You know, I said the devotionals that we're doing. We've got um, yeah, just a ton. <laughs> We've got some some um, merch available, or soon to be. It's not available yet. We're working on it. Um, we have some other stuff there that we're going to be releasing. We want to start offering. We're working on it still a little bit. Um, live um, live streaming for our Patreon for when we record these episodes. And also, I think most importantly, this is the one that I love, is the Q&A at the end. So if you have questions for us, we're going to be doing a private Patreon-only Q&A. Um, so, yeah, become a, a patron and you can gain access to that. And you can ask us questions and tell us why we're wrong <laughs> or tell us why we're right. I don't know. Also, check us out on Instagram, uh, tipsy underscore theology. We post updates and just general how we're doing stuff on there as well. So you can keep up with us. You can, um, that's a great way to communicate with us as well. If, if you're not a patron, uh, we love to hear from you. Um, regardless if you want to give us money or not, <laughs> we love hearing from you guys. We want to hear from you more, you know, ask us questions, give us suggestions. Um, cause that's, you know, that's a big thing we're doing. Um, our podcast is not just about what we want to talk about, <laughs> but it's what you want to hear about as well because we're all we're all in this together we're all struggling through life together and we want to do that well together so yeah check us out there and we'll catch you guys on the next one